It's time again to turn up your earbuds for our podcast, aptly named That's Where You're Wrong. A lighthearted discussion between two friends with their own opinions, which, by the way, are quite similar, but our pig-headedness won't allow for mutual agreement. In other words, Steve, that's where you're wrong. We've got Greg Stump on the line today, champion skier, filmmaker, music video director, uh, U.S. national champion freestyle in 1978, and the NORAM champ in 1979, the very first one. He was on the U.S. national ski team. He skied in films by Dick Barrymore, Warren Miller. He started in the film business in 83, and in 1999, he was honored by Skiing Magazine as one of the most as one of 25 of the most influential people in skiing of all time. And just this past March 21st, he should have been inducted into the Ski Hall of Fame in the United States, but we hit with COVID. Ladies and gentlemen, Greg Stump. How are you, buddy? Hambone, is that you? Yeah, perfect. We got you loud and clear. Dave, are you there? Hey, Greg, how's it going? Hi, Dave. All right. This it, you're, is, you're, I, uh, you're, I, I, you're keen I, on I, a three-way? Listen, Dave, I don't know what that means up in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. Well, I understand. Now, how could Justin Trudeau's uh, wife have the cornhole virus and Justin not? No, he's got it. Uh, well, I think she was probably deep-throating uh, Boris Johnson by the <laughs> <laughs> What about Prince Charles? I mean, well, uh, Bonnie Prince Charles is—he's uh, got it. Yep. And uh, the Prince of Monaco is claiming he didn't give it to him. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, where where Wait, are you tonight? Where do you live? I am in. Oh, listen. One question at a time. Where am I? Where do I live? Those are two different questions. Okay. Dave, okay. is it? Yeah. Oh, I got a question for you before any, any anything goes further. How do you know Steve Hamlin? Oh, there's a good one. Hamblin, excuse me. Very good. Uh, how do I know Steve Hamblin? Uh, well, it was a fine day at Camp Fortune when we had done some magic mushrooms with uh, oh, a good a, friend of mine. This is a good he, story. He Greg. pulled up in his Volvo called Combat Rock, got out introduced uh, himself to me and uh, he knew the guy I was with, the guy Kuzner, and uh, we told Steve that we had done some mushrooms and uh, Steve, uh, uh, Steve said, give me some. And the guy said, I don't have any, but I do have this hit of acid. You take this. And so Steve took that and uh, strapped on his skinny skis and went skiing down uh, what would be the Black Diamond Hill at Camp Fortune. For, for your American listeners, or for anyone who isn't Canadian, which I'm assuming your audience is going to be expanding, especially after this interview, <laughs> with, uh, Do- with Donald Stump. I'm sorry, Greg Stump. <laughs> but where is Camp Fortune? Well, Camp I'll, Fortune is I'll, near Edelweiss. It's up north. Of, Steve, you tell them. Yeah, I'll feel that. Yeah, tell them who you are, Steve. Yeah, tell I'll, them who you are. I'm going to tell you who I am, Greg. Um, Camp Fortune is about five, uh, sorry, 20 minutes from where I live, which is, and I live in Gatineau, which is right across the river from Ottawa. But you will remember, of course, Edelweiss Valley, and it's about 20 minutes from there. Isn't that where I beat you in the very first? Uh, <laughs> shut, <laughs> shut, um, shut. Freestyle competition. Shut the fuck mm-hmm. up. Yeah. 
That's where you beat his ass. Shut the fuck up. No, I didn't beat his ass. He beat his own ass. Every oh, time he meets someone, every we, time he meets someone, he tells them that story. Listen, Greg, do I have to tell well, you? Do I? Do we have to tell them the truth about what happened that day? No, forget about it. Okay, let's go into this. Okay, so. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you don't want to talk about you not beating me at Edelweiss Valley? You want? Me, you know the true story about that. Steve, you got to talk more into the mic. Speak into the mic. No, it's just yeah, Steve, don't don't get shy now. Okay, don't worry. You you guys may you're not a be, radio host. You may not be hearing should, me, but it's re, it's recording very well on my this system. This is where you should tell him. Should I tell him? You go. No, this is where you're wrong. The, oh, this, <laughs> hey, Greg, the microphone. Greg, this is where that's where you're wrong, Greg. So, Greg, I'm going to tell our listeners oh. what happened that day, and what happened that day is that I was involved in a very serious car accident. And correct me if I'm wrong, Greg, but going into the final, we were either tied or I may have been be leading you at the time. Is that correct? I believe you were leading me. Thank you. I think I was. Not by, um, not by that, much. Was ballet the last event? No, ballet was the second last event. Ariel's was the last event. So what happened was... Oh, so you would have beat me. You would have beat me because all I could do was like a... Triple twister. That's right. So I, I was. I was third in. You would have beat me. I was third in bumps. You must have placed pretty high too. You probably won ballet, mm. and I might have. I was in the top five probably in ballet, and so going into aerials, yeah, we were. We were, and remember, I had qualified the scream in three sixty. No one had ever done that before. I had to qualify for the judges on the Wednesday before the contest. And then they put it a degree of difficulty in the USSA degree of difficulty chart because, as the listeners don't know, we had to compete under USSA rules because you guys weren't allowed to do inverts at the time in the States because of insurance, but we could. So we all had to do uprights, which was, you know, not fair to us because we were all flipping. But anyway, yeah, anyway, it was you won it fair and square, and uh, I came third, no, goddammit. No, 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 there's no fair and square, Steve. I want it because you hurt yourself. And furthermore, if you jumped and you were being held back with your real ability of flipping, and why was the fifth thing under USSA rules? Because they figured you know, there's it a lot of There's a lot of reasons that I beat you there because I didn't beat you, Steve. Great. I did not. You're far the too system, humble. Well, you didn't help me get in the fucking car accident. This is true. Yeah. This is true. This is true. So listen, but, just um, before we get going, Greg, I, I want to let you know. I, you're recording I, all this, right? Yeah, now. it's all. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Greg, well, I'm recording. I want you to know, just so for your own mindset, that I think Donald Trump is doing a great job. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> oh, fuck. You guys are fucked. I'm sorry. Okay, Steve, I'm ready to go. Okay, you know he was being facetious there, Whoa, whoa, Greg. whoa. Yeah, okay, all right. So, but. So, but maybe you can get some little tidbits out of this because I'll be a repeat guest. Definitely, okay. no, that'd be wonderful for sure. When are you going to start picking on Steve? Oh, no, Steve, I that's, that now, on that's where you're wrong. Don't okay. worry, Greg. Don't, don't worry, Greg. As we go, he'll start picking on me. <laughs> and Greg, <Wait. laughs> uh, well, fine, I'm ready. All I'm right, ready. so let's 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 actually hang on one second. I'm I'm gonna just. Uh, I'm going to have a hit of a legal Oregon marijuana here. Yeah, do it. Do you it. Guys don't, you, you guys don't mind, do you? No, go. Be, do I'm, it. I'm right here. I just want you to know right off the top, I'm completely against the use of marijuana. <laughs> 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 What's your buddy's middle name? 
Oh, what is your middle name? Branford. Bradford. 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 That sounds like a rich kid name. Yeah, pretty, it is. Pretty much. I want I want you to know that we feel for you. We feel for Americans. Uh, we feel for you because you've got. Uh, if there was to be a vote to see who the person should lead your country. Uh, out of this problem, Trump the last would, person Trump would in still the world win. that anyone would vote for is the person that's in charge. So we feel sorry for you in that respect, but uh, I think the uh, the true nature of uh, of the individual Americans will be able to do something about it. And uh, good luck. Well, thank you. Those are a, a political uh, Canadian statement. You know why the Canadians can talk like that? Because they don't have to pay for any kind of military. That's why I can't. That's why I, can't. I had this conversation with somebody. Sorry, Bradford. It is Bradford, right? <laughs> David. Bradford. David Bradford. He must be the money guy. I don't know, Micah. This is our first interview, and you happened to call. And I was like, okay. I know. This is my fault. But Steve Handling, the other partner in crime here they, they've got a they got a pretty funny podcast called that's where you're wrong steve that's so right it's, it's mr welch telling steve that he doesn't know shit <laughs> and <laughs> i like it no, it's not telling I, him I, it's I just reminding him hey as long as it's edgy it works i mean like i mean hence howard stern i mean like you know like just he's a getty lee He's an anal little Getty Lee. He was a great ballet skier, but he's like trying to tell us to move. Let's get going here. Speaking of Rush, I found out, I studied what 2112 is about. That was like a mind blower. Mind blower. Greg, uh, I, I, when I close my eyes, I see you sitting in a wood-heated log cabin on the top of Mount Katahdin in Maine, sipping on maple syrup and eating dollar forty nine a pound lobster. <laughs> Am I right in thinking that? Well, you know, Maine, thank you, Bradford. It's a great question. <laughs> uh, Maine was a unique place. What's the view like from there? There's a Maine comedian, Bob Marley, who could answer this question so much more beautiful than me. Um, because, you know, he, he's funny. He does, like, Maine humor, Marshall Dodge. Um, you know, there's a long history of really funny, you know, Maine comedians that use the, the vernacular. The vernacular. Vernacular, there. That's right, the vernacular. I mean, I can hear your freaking Canadian accent in my life. You know, I, I'm very familiar. I'll tell you something. I'm, I'm very familiar there with the uh, wicked accent from Maine there. Uh, you know, I live right across the border from Maine. Well, now, uh, so you, don't you know, I—I I, were you born in Maine, Greg? No, San Diego. No, clearly Steve has done the research on the interview. San Diego. I, he moved I, I to Maine. Steve, listen, Getty, you were googling <laughs> me about twenty-five minutes. Well, before the interview, like he's finally doing like the background race. I was. So listen. Bradford, okay. Just want you to know that uh, 
Steve, this is where you're wrong. <laughs> Steve, when was the last time I actually laid eyes on you? I think the last the last time was at the Noram. Nineteen seventy nine. Nineteen seventy nine. No, but I watched his videos and he's like, you know, got kids jumping and you know, you got this cool ski vibe still going. Yeah. I love it. And it's so cool that you've all your life been in the ski film business, which is amazing. So let's talk about Getty Lee. Why did I want to talk about Getty Lee? Yeah. Like, I've never heard Getty Lee speak, but <laughs> if he would to speak in such a manner, um, I would imagine it would be like kind of your sound. I think you're right. I we'll have to Google that later and pull up some videos of Getty Lee interviews. But uh, but I have to tell you, Greg, and uh, you know everybody, I think perhaps who's not a Canadian always thinks that. I think people think that we love all our Canadian artists. But I'll tell you right off the bat, there's two Canadian artists I detest. One of them, <laughs> one of them, Celine. Wait, can I can I predict? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Brian Adams. Brian Adams. Well, Fuck he's him. he's third on my list. He's third. Guess who's number one? And obviously, Getty Lee's going to be one ooh, of them. But, but guess who's? Well, come on. Who's the number Don't one? Gino Vanelli. No, I love I love Gino. Gino. I love Gino Vanelli. Who's the number one artist? I hate. I love Gino. I love Gino Vanelli. Me too. But who's the number one Canadian yeah, I artist? Feel, I hate. I felt, I felt my first Nickelback. No, no. Who's Nickelback? Yeah, yeah. Steve's number one detestable band from no, Canada. That's not true. They're they're Canadian. Yeah, but that's not true. Listen, where where li- are they from? Where are they from? Like oh fucking who Ontario? knows? Mississauga. The tragically bad. The Steve. tragically bad. No, Greg. Greg, you can choose. I have one more guest. You have one more guest. I'm who, part Canadian. Who? Whoa, is, whoa, 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 whoa! This interview is not over. Who is my well, number? Number. Who's my number least one? Least favorite Canadian band? No, least favorite. Loverboy. Fa- oh, Loverboy? Is Loverboy Canadian? Are they Canadian, Dave? Loverboy? Yeah. Really? No, no. You got, uh, no, I'll tell you. Celine Dion. It's number one on my hit list. <laughs> Celine Dion. <laughs> can't stand Celine You know, well, I never, I never got, I never. My Rene. I love my Rene. <laughs> So my Rene, when I was twelve, when I was twelve, my Rene was twenty-two. He loved me. He made my teeth much so better. Annoying. You know, the only time I've seen Elton John, he's filling in for Celine Dion at Caesar's Palace. What? Thanks, right? What? Really? Is that you squeaking? That's me. What? What? No. Well, like Elton John was like. He had a bigger audience in Vegas than um, EJ uh, to me. Then Elton, but I'd never met him, never seen him, loved his music, but he was going canceled a few dates, and you know, I was by myself and ended up getting a ticket. These are stars. Elton John, the Red Piano Tour, like La Chapelle, the, the, the artist at all. I mean, it was stunning. That's crazy. And. But he was filling in for Celine Dion. That's nuts. I mean, who's your number? Who's your number two artist? I think it has to have to be Getty Lee. Getty Lee. (laughs) Why Getty Lee? I can't. I cannot stand Rush. (laughs) 
Hi, Tom Sawyer. Became friends with Micah Block, and he turned me on to Neil Peart because I didn't, you know. But once you start watching what Neil Peart's doing, boy, then they, you know, then it's just like, okay. But the drum fill. No, I know. I felt the same way. I felt the same way. I thought it was simplistic music, Steve. You know, I, I did. I wasn't a big Rush fan at all. <laughs> but I am now. Well, there's so maybe no... it takes time to appreciate why you lost the FIS championship to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. It's it's the the rush. No doubt, talented musicians. I just don't like. I can't even stand looking at Getty Lee. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steve, you know, I mean, it must be tough being Getty Lee's love child. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can you, look, I mean, you like Donald Fagan? You think Donald Fagan's attractive? You like Steely Dan, don't you there, Steve? I do like Steely Dan. Donald Fagan right. is unattractive ever, as well. Have you ever looked at their lead singer? Oh, God, I know. Donald Donald Fagan and what was the other guy, the guitarist who died? They're both ugly. Dave, you're supposed to laugh at that. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Oh. So you are Getty Lee's love child. He, Steve could be if he grew that little freaking whatever he's little soul spot tummy tickler there below his the chin the soul spot in the round glasses and no, get a mullet a mullet so Greg so you're like what's happening oh boy nice nice go I ahead like Bradford he's kind of like that no, I like Bradford I, it's a good thing you got a guy like Bradford on your side give us some more Dave I I I uh, I'm just trying to find some Getty Lee music here. Tom Sawyer, pull up Tom Sawyer. Tom Sawyer. So Greg, tell us what's happening on where you are in the West Coast, like with this COVID thing. I'm sorry. Was that another ambiguous question, Steve? It wasn't ambiguous at all. It was very direct. What's happening on the West Coast concerning COVID? Where you're at? Where you are right now? Oh oh well, this is, I didn't realize it's a health question. Uh, well, Steve, thanks for asking. I live in Triangle, Oregon. Population 9,000. Mm, tiny. Change. Tiny. People. Uh, but it's a pretty... This was the uh, first city in, in Central Oregon because uh, the Oregon Trail people, a lot of Canadians probably... Oh, what the fuck, dude? I Sorry, I was just appreciating a little Getty Lee there. You were saying. <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> no, I really Where am, am I at? Like, where? I, really, you know, yeah. I really am interested what? in what the fuck is going on out there in Oregon, man. God damn Wayne's world. <laughs> Dana Carvey bullshit. Okay, I have a question for you. Yep. Shoot. Why, uh, why are so many 
of comedians that the world thinks are American comedians actually from Canada. Really? Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, can I paraphrase your question? No. Why? You can try. Let's see what you got. Why are so many Canadians better comedians than Americans? <laughs> no, no. You see, you're getting xenophobic. <laughs> Patrick, you're so xenophobic. <laughs> why? Why? No, my question is, why is it there's so many? And there's the key to the question, Bradford. Why is it there's so many Canadian comedians who the world attributes to be Americans. I know, it's true. Hey, Dave, why is that? There are quite a few. I just can't... Uh, well, it's because to become famous, normally you have to... Uh, to get a wider audience, I should say, which will then ha allow fame to follow, you have to go to the United States to be... Uh, to get into the mainstream media. Here, though, there are many, many Canadian comedians that Americans would not get or would not find funny like uh this hour is 22 minutes uh like rick mercer like um you know shows like this uh they just it's just strictly canadian humor um but uh, like you're, this is the show we're on now yes <laughs> correct this is uh, Canada's finest comedy hour you're listening to, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. And uh, we thank you all for, for tuning in here with uh, our guest today, you know Greg Stump. You know I, you know Greg, say something funny. You know, I, I am actually starting now to understand your raw humor because coming on our podcast, That's Where You're Wrong, and saying that Getty Lee is one of the finest musicians ever, in your opinion, that is a very, very subtle humor, and I'm just just starting to get the the subtleness of your humor. You didn't like the yeah, clap right. when you got them either. <laughs> Listen, it's, that's not funny. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, listen. So you know what? What we we gotta wrap this up, Greg and Dave. What do you always ask our guests at the end of the interviews? Well, Greg, is there a a song title or a lyric that would summarize your feelings surrounding the COVID nineteen pandemic that is currently throttling the world's neck? Song. Yeah, a song, a song or a lyric. Title, yes. Song title. A song. Do you want me to use smaller words? <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that'd be good. I'd like I, I'd like Getty Sweet to. Uh, you, maybe you could use smaller words. Like first of all, I gotta ask a question. Did Steve ever? Can he speak French? Oui, je parle français. Oui, je pense que Steve parle français. Oui, Steve. Oui, je parle français, mais pas. Je ne suis pas complètement bilingue, mais je sais en tout temps parler français. Oui. Oui, oui, ok. À ce point, nous parlons tout le temps avec votre ami Greg. Non, parce que je pense que. All right, you got. Sorry. Greg, you don't speak French. 
in a song? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dave, 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 Steve, Dave. Okay, you know the first time that I remember meeting Steve Hamlin? Bradford? When? When you kicked his ass at Edelweiss. No, no, no. The first time I met him, he somehow snuck his way down to Sugarloaf. That's true. Oh, oh yeah. This guy competing in ballet, skiing, but he's dressed as Raggedy Andy. That's true. Okay? That's true, Dave. No, I, I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, what? I thought this mime thing was going to be good, but no. Hambling is down at Sugarloaf, and it's a Canadian guy we've never even seen. So yeah, I, thought like were, huh? I thought you were going to say you met him at an all-male sauna in the Greeks, in the Greeks ballroom. Look, a ballet gear is different, Bradford. <laughs> I don't fucking understand that. But I don't understand much of this conversation. <laughs> I mean, he's like your retarded little brother or something. <laughs> okay, uh, do you have any more questions for your radio show? No, it's all good. Okay, man. I have one for you, Steve. What? So, can I ask a personal question? Yeah, go ahead. Both of you? Go ahead. Rather personal question, don't you think? Find your way to get me across the border again? Definitely. The uh, border is going to be guarded by American troops, uh, according to Donald Trump, to stop uh, Americans from uh, fleeing. Uh, stop Americans from fleeing the United States. It's sort of like uh, when uh, Germany, after World War II, uh, got divided, and they wouldn't didn't want East Germans to go into uh, West Germany because they might they might learn a thing or two. And what I find the most unreal is that there's so many. Americans that support him, yeah. but it's you know Mussolini, Hitler, you know. Come on. Yep. His his. You know what? Like Donald Trump is going to kill hundreds of thousands of people in your country. I'm and I'm speaking on a very serious note here. The man is a narcissist, malignant narcissist. The man, all the man can think about is today. He cannot think of yesterday or tomorrow. And the man, if, if he gets his way and the sycophants that surround him allow him to stop social distancing and try to put America back to work as, uh, the, uh, as this whole uh, epidemic is uh, not even anywhere near its peak, he is going to kill hundreds of thousands of people. And he doesn't give a fuck that he's going to do that as long as the money... As long as his rich buddies and the market goes back up, old people can die by the hundreds of thousands, and it won't—he won't lose a minute of sleep. So I feel very, very, very sad for my American friends. I have many American friends who I love dearly, and uh, that such a buffoon uh, is the leader of your country is a is a tragedy, and. Uh, I, I do, from the bottom of my heart, Greg, wish you the best of luck. Just watching him fight with the, the mayor or the uh, governor of New York about uh, ventilators is a very, very deeply discouraging and, and shameful 
lesson that America will learn uh, when it tries to to lift itself from the ashes that it's heading towards. That's, that's well, my read, unfortunately. Well, I, 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 I agree on so many fronts, but there's this tiny fringe of what Trump is doing. I mean, he, he perceives himself as a Churchill, just like Boris Johnson, who is infected, and Prince Charles. You know, I, I was heart, heartened today. I was listening to, I listened to uh, NPBN, uh, Maine Public Radio. I live right I live in New Brunswick, Canada, Greg. I'm sure you know where that is. I was listening to Jennifer Rooks on her call-in show as I was fixing my lawnmower, hoping that spring would come. And uh, there are so many people in Maine that are doing the right thing and pulling together and volunteering for food banks. Uh, This one lady called in. She's got a 1,000 women on her Facebook page sewing Mm. surgical masks. Wow. You know, oh, not yeah. the N95 type, this cotton surgical mask that they're delivering to uh, main hospitals. Uh, you know, so uh, I know that the resilience of Americans will help one another. But the leadership is a sad, sad, sad tale of uh, greed and uh, all that is wrong with the United States. No, they're, they're going to pull another they're going to pull another two trillion. You spent time in Whistler, so you were able to sort of understand the differences between Canada and the U.S. Were you? Of course. You know, I mean, Lloyd, what's his name? Like watching just you know watching Canadian news instead of. I mean, we could still get King Five out of Seattle. So, but you know, Whistler that was a very unique, interesting um, thing that. You know, being with Ace, you know, I would go to Toronto, you know, and and uh, in Eastern Canada, and people thought I was Canadian. Greg, we're gonna wrap it, man. But, Thank you so much for all this, man. You know, in Hollywood, we call them cable pullers. Cable pullers? Yeah, we gotta pull the cable, man. Oh, he gets the joke. Not joke. All right, man. I gotta say bye. We'll. Uh, I'll try to cobble something together from all this. Keep on trucking, man. Okay, my man. Nice talking to you. All right. Good. You have a good rest of the day. Thank you. Amen. Okay,